we'll just start. Okay, hi, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on a Sunday morning so early. I really appreciate it. Um, my name's Melissa Idris. I'm going to be the moderator for today's session. I'm a journalist with Astro Awani, where I also anchor a news commentary show nightly at 10 p.m. called Consider This. My co-host is uh, none other than Sherrod Kutten, the director of the festival, which is why I got roped into doing this. <laughs> and I'm really happy to be here. It's been a really fun weekend. Um, I've met some of you. I've not met a few of you, but there's still time, so we can get to know each other a little bit later. Now, um, I was thinking today for this session, we're not going to keep it to the standard Q&A format. And what we can do is, um, rather than I monopolize Fatsapardi's time and attention, I will kind of keep it open, so kind of fluid. If you have questions, just raise your hand and then, you know, you can just ask it. Someone will run a mic or you can just yell it out. Uh, just introduce yourself so that everyone knows uh, where you are from and who you are. So, if you hear something, that uh, interesting that you want, uh, that you're interested in or you want to follow up on, just raise your hand and ask the question. Okay. Okay, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the celebrated Indonesian poet. He needs no introduction, really, but I'm just going to indulge myself and give him one. A celebrated Indonesian poet, Pak Sapardi Joko Damono, known as the pioneer of lyric poetry in Indonesia. Everyone, please give him a big round of applause. Okay, so I think let's start, Pak Sapardi, with um, getting to know you a little bit. I mean, I read that you started writing poetry when you were in your teenage years in high school. Yes. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay, so can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you've been writing for so many years. What got you started writing? Okay. okay. Uh, well, I'll try to speak English people and get stuck. He'll help me to translate, to translate. as best okay. as you can. Yeah. Uh, I started writing when I was still in the secondary school. But not in Indonesian, but in Javanese. I was born in Solo and we think Solo is the center of cultural uh, Japanese culture. And everybody talks Japanese there. And when I was uh, uh, at the secondary school, uh, I, started write, uh, I started writing short stories, short stories, not poetry. And, uh, and my first short story, well, I think, it's my own experience. I want to express my experience, and I sent it to a magazine for boys and girls, and it was rejected. It was rejected. Why? And the reason of rejecting my story is that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> what was it about? I don't about? know what does it mean, because I think it's my own experience, and they say, it doesn't make sense. So I think, a literature should make sense. I don't know what it is. And then I stopped writing. And when uh, I was in high school, in the second grade of high school, uh, I went to a library and I found a, a book which addressed me. It's written by T.S. Eliot. It's called Murder in the Cathedral. It's very 
very good book. I like it. I uh, I think I I could read it because uh, I was only in the second 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 year in SMA, but unfortunately my English teacher was a very good teacher. I tried very much to understand this. When I fell in love with that, I got it to my heart, and then I tried to read and get agreed that I did it. And then when I graduated from the SMR from this, uh, high school, I decided to go, I decided to go to the English department of the University of Jakarta. So I started studying English literature right from, uh, what is it, Beowulf up to T.S. Eliot. Yeah. Okay, so, so Beowulf, T.S. Eliot, all your inspirations. Yes. When did you go from writing short stories to poetry? Uh, well, as, as, as I told you, the, the, my short story was rejected because it's not, or it's regarded not. Makes sense. Make me sense. So I thought at the time, perhaps, if, although it's not, it doesn't make sense, poetry will be good for me. So I tried to write poetry when I was in second, second, second year of my high school, and I read poetry up to now. But now I'm not only, well, only famous as a poet, I'm, I think I'm not more popular in energy as a novelist. As a novelist. Yes, and as a novelist. Because mm. my, my, my last novelist, uh, my last novel published two years ago, it has been, uh, what is it? Reprinted 20 times. Reprinted so, many times, yes, that's right. And your works have been adapted to many different yeah, types yeah. of literature. Yeah, made films too. That's right. Yeah. Talk to me about your inspiration. You mentioned T.S. Eliot, Beowulf. What inspires you to write? I mean, how do you translate your experiences, your feelings into your work? Uh, well, I, I write about everything. I see television and then I can write something about that, what I see. I, uh, I read newspaper. I read book and everything, and everything can go into my poetry. So there is no special, what is it, special inspiration, inspiration of that, no, no, everything. Because I don't believe in inspiration. Okay. I only believe in, I want to read, I want to write, and then I write. Because everything is inside my head, and I, I, I read it, and I believe that I have the, ability to, to write, that's, that's I think that's the... You know, you're one of the most productive writers. You consistently put out work year after year after year. Yes, yes. Is that important for you to be consistent putting out work all the time? Because some writers can go for years and not put anything out. Well, uh, once I stop writing in four, well, I think for six or seven years, when 
I was the dean of the Faculty of Letters at the, at the University of Indonesia. I was so busy writing administrative work, so I left writing, but then I started again, and, and I think the quality doesn't last. I think the quality is just the same as when I left writing. Mm. Yeah. Okay, all right, so you, you keep putting work out there. Yes, the, yes. You, left, you yes. left it for a little bit when yes. you were working yes. in your academic career. Mm -hmm. But Sabari, tell me about how your work has evolved. You've been writing for so long. From when you first started until now, how have you seen your artistic style evolve? Uh, that's my main problem. Because <laughs> I, I believe that I... I read the book with the same style before. Uh, I'm nothing. I have to change my style. If, if, you, if you follow the development of my book of poetry, for instance, the, the, the latest book of my poetry is very different from the earlier poetry book. And now I'm, I'm, I'm going to publish my uh, the uh, new collection of poetry, poetry and this is very different from what I've written before. How is it different? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of, what is it? Well, I believe in the literary devices. Okay, no yeah, literary yeah. So devices. I, I, use, I use a device that I understand. I believe that it has never been practiced in Indonesian literature. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is going to be something different. Yes. Is, it, is, it, is there a reason why now you want to do something different? You want to be daring and do something completely yeah. unexpected? Yeah. Well, uh, well, first of all, my publisher, you know, Pak Sabardi, <laughs> it will be difficult to 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 sell it, I know. Just believe me, it will be a best seller, and I believe in it. <laughs> Sometimes you shouldn't believe the publishers all the time. <laughs> just trust in your gut, and then just put yes, your work yes, out there. Yes. Um, so, so I, I want to kind of follow up on that, because I think there's something about aging that makes you bolder as a, an artist, as a writer. How do you approach your work now that you are 79, going on to 80? Uh, well, I think I have to keep writing. Because I have a, a what is it, retired professor, and that's why I, I have more time to write at home. I only uh, teach uh, once a week or twice a week, so uh, I always, I'm always at, at home. And I write, I keep writing every day I write. So I read short stories, I read novels, I read uh, plays, I read poetry, and I read academic works. I have written more than 15, oh, 50, 50, 50 or 60, 50 books. Uh, 20 of them are poetry books. But Sabrati, you write every day? Yes. You write every day. Every day, every day, every night. That is your discipline. You sit down and you write every day. Yes. Do you ever have writer's block? One day you say, I'm, I'm tired. I, I have nothing to write about. 
uh, I don't write only when I'm in hospital. Okay, when he physically cannot <laughs> but write. But at home, I always write. I write, keep writing, 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 and then when, when they, they send me to the hospital, I have to stop writing because the doctor uh, said, okay, you get rest here and don't write anything. I find that fascinating because it's, I mean, you've committed to this as a job. Mm -hmm. But you have, have had other, other jobs. And I'm just wondering, before you became a celebrated writer, you know, renowned for what you do, surely there were times when it was hard, when you were struggling, when you know, people didn't want to buy your work or appreciate your work. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? When it was difficult, when people didn't appreciate your work? Uh... Well, I feel nothing because I only I only feel that uh, everybody uh, like <laughs> my, my work. Yeah. Definitely, everyone. I, I from room. the very beginning when when I enter the uh, when I uh, I go to Jakarta, that's the next town from my. It's only 50, sixty kilometers from Solo, my uh, hometown. Uh, my students, I mean my, my seniors, knew that I am a poet. So I was a, I was a poet, and then uh, there, because I know uh, because I I, I was regarded as uh, a student of English literature, mm -hmm. and I could speak English. I can translate the English. They, they asked me to to do all things they don't. They didn't like to do or they didn't. How do you deal with this? You're known as the professor of the Indonesian poets, right? You you're you're seen to be one of the kind of founding fathers of this of this scene, you know, the pioneer of lyric poetry in Indonesia. It's a it's a big responsibility to bear. You're guiding young Indonesian writers, young Indonesian artists. What, what do you do to help, to help them, to mentor them along the way? Yeah, I've never tried to, to help them because I, they, 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 they never helped me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you keep writing, you keep writing, keep writing, and you'll be a poet or short story writer, novelist, and don't ask me about anything. Because I won't, I don't want to tell you anything about what I've been trying to do. Because it's, it's very hard to be a writer, you know. If you start with writing, you, you have to fight against your seniors. That's always the problem in Indonesia. Because right now, for instance, there are about 20, 10 or 20 good, really good novelists, short story writers, and poets in Indonesia. If, so if younger people want to start writing, they have to fight them, they have to fight them. And, and it's, not, it's not easy, it's not easy. And you know that nobody in Indonesia will help younger people to struggle to write. Nobody will help young, young writers to start? No, no. Never. Oh. I would never do that. 
Okay. Can I just ask the audience, how many people are from Indonesia here? Can we see? Ooh, one, two. Okay. Two, three. And you're half, half? Okay, all right, half, half. So two and a half. Okay. But <laughs> Sapardi, um, many of us here are an international audience. We may not be very familiar with the Indonesian literary scene. So when you speak at international literary festivals like this one, what do you want an international audience to know about the Indonesian literature scene? Well, I think up to now, there are more and more Indonesian novels, especially in short story books and also poetry being translated into, into other languages. You know? uh, like me, for instance, I've been, uh, my, 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 my poetry has been translated into Japanese, Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese, and, and Arabic, and uh, German, and, and everything. You know, uh, and I think more and more people now are interested in translating Indonesian work into their languages, and that's good. I think that's mm. good. The the problem is that they translate our literature, they translate our novels, for instance, not because of the style of the how to do that, and that's the literature, I think, but because of the content. The content. Said the content, and. For me, content is not, in, in literature, content is not important at all. Wow. What is important is the way you write the content. The way of the writer. Uh, literature is technology, and technology is the way people do things. So, this, uh, a, poet for, a poet, for instance, is a man who is trying to do something different before, from before. Uh, like for instance, uh, they say that, that I've written hundreds of love poems, but what I've been writing, what uh, the literary device I use is completely different from what Shakespeare used that. Okay. Uh, Shakespeare also, uh, also, ever so uh, wrote, uh, Love poems, mm -hmm. you know, sonnets, ballads, sonnets, sonnets, but he 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 wrote it in a different style than Petrarch, for instance, or or other uh, English writers. Okay. Yeah. So the literary device is more important than the content. How do you make sure that in translation you don't lose that? Uh, this. There's always the problem of translation. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the problem, I think, because it, it sometimes it's, it's, it is, it's not to be translated, but it's just impossible for you to translate the, the, the style. You can only translate the, the, the content. But uh, I also believe that translation is a, what is it? In uh, uh, in French it's called trison, trisonly, eh? Oh, trison creatrice or creative treason. It's a treason. Creative treason. Yes, that's in translation. So you you have to be, you have to you you have to be read something. What you what you 
you read something and then you want to read, uh, want to translate it, but you have to be creative and trying to make, to produce an entirely new book in your language. Wow, all right. Yeah. I, I think that's interesting because when you talk about your literary style, the language you use, simple words, but deep meaning. Talk to me about thank the you, language. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> talk to me about the language, of, of the choice of words, how you, how you choose the word. Because with writing, it's almost as though that, you know, you, you can choose whatever words, but there is almost one word that's perfect for the occasion. How do you, how do, you do that? How do you uh, distill your vocabulary when writing, particularly uh, lyric poetry? Yes, uh, people of, of, of my readers uh, understand or know that uh, tell me that uh, I'm the Pacific, uh poet now in Indonesia, and it's, they, they also say that uh, my writing is simple, but every time I tell what what is it about? They don't understand it. They, they can't say it. They like it, but they don't say it. And for me, uh, uh, poetry is not to be understood. It should be experienced. Oh. It should be experienced. Because experience is more important than understanding in writing poetry. So you, although you don't understand what it's about, if you feel it's you it's, have to feel it. It's inside uh, your, your inside your, your your heart. That's poetry. Wonderful. Does anyone have any questions they would like to direct to Patsapardi at this point in time? Anyone? Okay. You have a question and your name is <clears throat> That's okay, you can just yell it out and I will paraphrase. Thank you. What a great question. If I could just translate very quickly okay. for the international audience. Um He's saying that he wrote his first book three years ago, and he's written one now, uh, recently, this year. And when he looks back at his previous work, it feels almost foolish because he's evolved since then. And the question is, how does Patsapardi reconcile Patsapardi before, the younger writer, uh, and now Patsapardi with all this life experience? What is your advice? Uh, okay, jawab ya bahasa Indonesia, bahasa Indonesia saja. Memang, memang masalahnya adalah orang-orang mengatakan itu writer apa uh, writer's block or something like that ya, writer's block. But kita harus bisa mengatasi itu dan saya kira itu mudah. Kita yakin bahwa kita bisa menulis terus dan jangan mikir, jangan mikir ini harus begini harus begini. No, just nulis saja, nulis saja and everything will be okay. You keep writing. Okay, so essentially that was uh, very, very briefly to have confidence in yourself as a writer. There are no rules. There's no such thing as a format that you have to follow. Just, just write. Just write. Okay, well, thank you for that question. Any other questions we have from the room? Yes? Dari Indonesia? Ada mic. You can use the mic. <laughs> Uh, perkenalkan Pak Sapardi, saya Adi, saya dari Indonesia. Uh, di sini saya mau menanyakan, saya, saya, saya sebenarnya sudah, saya sebenarnya belum pernah baca karya-karya Pak Sapardi, tapi saya sempat membaca proses kreatif 
yang Pak Sapati tuliskan di buku kalau tak salah penulisnya Pak Musu Ernesti nah, di situ Pak Sapati bilang kat, e, kalau salah satu kuncinya adalah permainan makna nah yang ingin saya tanyakan itu di situ ada statement Pak Sapati yang menarik Pak Sapati bilang kalau kalau rekaya kalau dunia fiksi bisa menjadi seperti rekaan dan dunia rekaan bisa menjadi seperti nyata nah itu bagaimana e, cara Pak Sapardi membangun ide seperti itu dan yang kedua sebenarnya pertanyaan yang kedua adalah bagaimana sih bagaimana kita bisa menjadikan proses menulis itu sebagai senjata untuk menyadarkan agar orang-orang itu sadar akan ilmu pengetahuan akan intelektualitas akan kondisi sosial sekarang uh, how how we can uh, if, how we can use writer itu become become tool of struggle karena kita lihat sekarang Indonesia dan Malaysia sedang kita punya problem banyak bagaimana menjadikan tulisan itu seperti tajam begitu terima okay. kasih Pak Sabardi so two questions the first question was what was that life imitates art is that right so how life imitates art and then how art seems to imitate life ya yeah, saya saya jelaskan pelan pelan nanti Newton go for it Newton saya percaya bahwa segala sesuatu yang kita tulis tentang apapun langsung menjadi fiksi. Fakta misalnya, oke, okay. fakta is fact. And then uh, kalau saya menuliskannya atau melisankannya itu langsung menjadi fiksi. Saya beri contoh. Ada suatu peristiwa misalnya, kemudian ditulis oleh Sepuluh media masa akan berbeda-beda. Yang satu berbeda dengan yang lain. So, semua yang ditulis baru itu menjadi fiksi. Menjadi fiksi. So, uh, apapun yang kita tulis itu sebenarnya adalah fiksi, bukan fakta. So, if you, jika kita menilai me, me sebuah keadaan sastra dalam hubungannya dengan masalah-masalah sosial, that's nonsense. Okay, so just very quickly, that was uh, the perspective is that because everyone views things through a different perspective, it almost be, almost becomes that everything that's written or that's put out there is fiction. There's no such thing as fact because everyone has a different perspective. Um, the second question was about using uh, writing as a tool to ex in a time of struggle, and that was I wanted to follow up on that because. How do you relate literature and poetry with politics, especially specific to Indonesia? Well, of course, I believe in what we call social poetry or protest poetry or something like that. But every time I'm trying to do that, he always say that you still write the lyrics. You know, there is one book, uh, it's called the, what is it? Uh, ayat ayat api. What is it? Ayat ayat api. Ayat mm -hmm. api. Yeah. Uh, you wrote that uh, one, and that was very controversial, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very controversial because I, I was trying to 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 make uh, to comment on many many um, social problems in Indonesia, but because I am a lyricist, so I write it in a lyrical style. And the, and mereka 
mereka pembaca saya merasa bahwa Saparti meskipun menulis di dalam bahasa yang melawan kekuasaan tetap saja dia menulis kiri menulis kiri dan itu saya kira tidak ada masalah ya karena memang memang demikianlah cara saya menulis saya percaya bukan ketika ada peristiwa yang menyusahkan saya peristiwa sosial saya marah tetapi saya percaya juga bahwa orang marah tidak bisa menulis puisi dia harus meredam dulu dia harus meredam kemarahannya dan baru menulis saya bilang kepada anak-anak muda itu kalau anda marah anda demo anda demonstrasi tidak usah nulis puisi harus meredakan dulu Okay, um, so that was essentially um, years ago, Pak Sapardi wrote a book called, uh, wrote a, a collection of poems called um, Ayat Ayat Api, and that was a divergence from his uh, regular style of romantic lyric poems, and many people were taken aback by the language that he used because it was quite strong, and he was commenting on the struggles of the Indonesian society at that point in time. So since then, he has reconciled that you cannot write poetry, lyric poetry, if you're angry. So, orang marah tidak bisa tulis puisi. All right, yeah. okay, so if you're angry, the outlet is in other avenues, protesting, demonstration, and otherwise. Poetry is for romance and emotion and feeling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? All right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there is always, uh, there's always a, what is it? Aesthetic distance or something, mm -hmm. yeah? between what I'm, what I'm writing and, and, and me. And that's very important. You know, if you don't have the distance, don't write anything. You have to have distance. Yeah, distance. Okay. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if I fall in love, I'm not allowed when, when, when I'm trying to write poetry to be, was it completely in the process of loving or something like that? But as a poet, don't you write what you feel? So if you're in love... Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course, I, I write what you feel. But there's, there must be a distance between me and what I'm writing about. That's always. That's called uh, what is it? aesthetic distance. Aesthetic and I believe distance. in that. And I believe in that. If there is no distance, you'll be, you'll be writing... Nothing. You will be, it will be a failure if there is no distance. Okay. All right. Anyone has any other questions? Yes, sir. Hey, hi. Good morning. My name is Alex. Uh, during your formative years as a poet, uh, are there any writers uh, in particular that you look up to? And uh, does these writers in any way influence the way how you write? Thank you, Alex. So when you were evolving as an artist, as a writer, who were the other writers that you looked up to and how did they influence your work? Uh, I just told you that uh, the, the first uh, British poet, uh, my favorite, that's T.S. Eliot. And I think he's a modernist. And I believe that if you want to be a poet, you have to be a modernist. You have to be a modernist. You have to write like T.S. Eliot. But it's not 
you know, it's not easy to, 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 to imitate him. So uh, uh, I've taken another, another way to express my, my feeling, although I still believe that I have to be a modernist, a, a different kind of modernist. Mm. No. That, that's always what I have be, I've been doing now. T.S. Eliot is his yeah, inspiration. Yeah. Uh, I, my first, what do you call it, thesis? Thesis? My first mm -hmm. thesis For in, PhD? In, the, in this department is about T.S. Eliot's first play, Murder in the Cathedral. I like it very much up to now. I translated it into Indonesian and I wrote several, what is it? several articles about that, and I also translate uh, some of Eliot's poems. It's not very easy to translate his poems. Translation is hard, yeah. as you just said. Can, can I ask you about the role of a poet in modern society? Where do you see a, the role of a poet? Well, I think poetry is nothing. Poetry is nothing. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm trying to 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 what we call it now, literacy or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, poetry or short stories, novel, is is the practical and right way to 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 make people understand more language. I mean. To, to understand the ability to to write, to read, and that kind of thing. That's also very important in, in, in what I've been doing now. Mm. Uh, that's the love uh, of the language. Yeah, mm. yeah. To 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 make your ability to, to read and write in, in in your language better. That's and that's that's also the what do you call it? The mission. Mission of my life, my uh, collection of poems that will be published uh, by the end of this year. Okay. So that that's the, I think that's the role of a poet is to to make us fall in love with languages, right? To yeah. fall in love with words. Yeah. Okay. So uh, any other questions do we have from? Oh, we've got a couple. All right. Three hands went up at the same, four hands went up at the same time. I'm going to go with the back and then we'll work out. Oh, he's got the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go with the one who has the mic. Salam sejahtera Pak Saparti. Saya Iman dari Malaysia. Saya sekadar tertantanya ataupun curious dengan proses kreatif Bapak. Kita ada ribuan kosakata ataupun diksi untuk menggambarkan sesebuah sesuana atau apa kita mahu tulis. Misal kata, cuaca di luar sekarang cerah. Kita boleh juga katakan cuaca itu indah atau cuaca itu hangat atau cuaca itu um, menarik, uh, terang. Jadi apakah yang faktor yang bapa gunakan untuk memilih perkataan yang tepat untuk menggambarkan uh, atau untuk menulis puisi? Jadi kalau bapa boleh kongsikan bersama kami di dewan ini, terima kasih. Wow, that's a difficult question for any yeah, writer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, misalnya macam bapa yeah. gunakan um, naluri ke ataupun gerak hati untuk okay, inilah perkataan yang akan saya gunakan dalam puisi saya. Hmm. How do you choose the right word to describe what you experience, what you observe um, as a writer? How do you make that choice? Is it instinctive? Yeah. Is it, you know, do you have a process? 
Iya, apa namanya? Saya percaya pada penguasaan saya atas bahasa Indonesia. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Japanese, and at home I always speak Japanese. And bahasa Indonesia is my second language actually. But because it's, it's my second language, I tried up to now that again and again, better, better, again, to be my first English, to be my first English, yeah, to be my first language, and and because of that, I can write the better and better, and I think well, I always regard myself the best writer in <laughs> Indonesia. But Sapardi, Sapardi, Bahasa Indonesia is your second language. Yes, no, my second language. So I can I can tell you. Uh, Japanese, the best Japanese in in, in 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 Java. So you feel because it's your second language, you work to yes. increase your command. Yes, that's it. about my point. Okay, that's my point. Excellent. Okay, so yeah. it's really about having faith in your vocabulary and working. I guess um, you've got the mic, is it? Okay. Did you pass the mic around? Okay. So who's got the mic now? <laughs> it's like a game. All right. Please ask your question, sir. Okay, uh, but somebody, I, I'm glad that you mentioned P.S. Eric. I mean, that was uh, 1960-something, right? So you have a long writing career. Could you speak a little um, bit louder? Thanks. What about, you know, in, the, in Western literature, written poetry, it moved from modernist to postmodernist, mm -hmm. such a long development. So does it influence you in any way? From modernist to postmodernist. Okay. Or, or you still claim yourself a modernist writer today? So, Pak Sapardi, you said you were influenced by T.S. Eliot, a modernist Modern, writer. Yeah. Were you influenced by the evolution of literature from modernist to postmodernist? Did you ever think about changing your style? Well, right now, I, I don't like to write about, uh, but to, to think or to say about that uh, what is it? classification is modern, modernist, postmodernist, that kind of thing. Everything is. It's just uh, garbage, you know, for me. <laughs> it's garbage. But because, because there's nothing different, actually, between modernism and, and, and postmodernism and post-postmodernism. I don't know what it is. But I think uh, the, the only thing I, 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 I understand when I studied in religion, there is a difference between classicism and romanticism, that's only. Sorry, there's a difference between? What was that? Could you repeat it? A uh, difference between? Classicism. Classicism and romanticism. And romanticism, okay. yes. They're right. really different. But after romanticism, everything is just, just the same for me. <laughs> okay, he's, he's got a very open interpretation of the different ages of um, literature. All right, so uh, we had one question up front. Yes, could we pass the mic very quickly? And I will come to you for sure. Assalamualaikum, Pak Sepadi. Saya Arif. Tadi, Pak Sepadi ada kata, apa ni? Literature is technology. Yes, yeah, dan good. Apa? Yang penting bukan konten, tapi cara kita yes, menggunakannya. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Jadi saya nak tanyalah pasal, kadang-kadang uh, saya pun kira mula menulis juga, Dan selalu orang beritahu saya yang konten tu paling penting. Kita kena cakap tentang benda penting atau benda besar. Tapi kadang-kadang saya nak tulis benda kecil saja. Aha, jadi saya nak tanya apa uh, advice dari Pak Sapardi. Thank you, Arif. That's a really good mm -hmm. question. 
Oke, okay, uh, orang mengatakan konten itu penting. Bagi saya konten itu tidak penting sama sekali. Yeah. It's not the technology, it's the product of technology. The most important is how you produce this. How do you produce this? Uh, as I told you, technology is the way people do things. Not the thing, not the thing, but the way people do things. So, Uh, kalau kalau kita menjadi pengarang maka yang penting adalah bagaimana saya mengarang itu sebab isinya sama saja ya, kita menulis mengenai kelahiran kita menulis mengenai cinta kita menulis mengenai kematian kita menulis mengenai kemarahan sama saja sejak zaman Nabi Adam sampai sekarang kita menulis saja sama tapi caranya berbeda-beda hasilnya sama Hasilnya adalah ini. Ini adalah alat untuk berkomunikasi. Nah, bagaimana kita menciptakan alat supaya kita bisa berkomunikasi dengan lebih baik? Itu lebih penting daripada alatnya dan lebih penting daripada bagaimana kita memikirkan mengenai menciptakan alat itu. Tapi bagaimana orang itu mencoba untuk terus-menerus mengembangkan keinginannya menciptakan barang baru supaya bisa lebih berkomunikasi bisa lebih baik hidupnya bisa lebih bahagia itu lebih penting daripada kebahagiaan itu sendiri. That was so beautifully said. I cannot even begin to translate that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you, Ari, for your question. Uh, we have a couple minutes left, and I do want to let you ask your question, please. Uh, thank you, and I apologize if my uh, excitement gets. The, no, it's the good. The best part of me. Excited anyway, is good. So, anyway, uh, uh, Assalamualaikum dan selamat pagi. Bapak, nama saya Jack Malik. My name is Jack Malik. I'm a young poet from Ipoh. Uh, fun fact, my parents are from the East Coast, Kelantanis. Jadi, saya mempunyai dua accent. Dialect, saya dialect negeri kelahiran saya, Ipoh. Dan juga saya mempunyai dialect Uh, ibu ayah saya Persoalan saya seperti bapak kata Bapak uh, You are Your first language is Javanese uh, Then Indonesia second I want to ask Do you incorporate Your Javanese language Or spirit in your writing Or The very least The Javanese tradition into your writing Thank you bapak and thank you Melissa Do you write in both Ipoh dialect and yes. Kelantan dialect. You say yes, recently. You, you marry the both or two separate dialects? Uh, in in usual Malay conversation, like masih macam sekarang. Cakap. Kemudian dengan... ada ada you add in the koma atau manorope, and then uh, angin dewa muda, mek mulung kelater, something you okay. know. Yeah. So you add the Kelantanese dialect. Add the Kelantanese. Okay. So Pak Sapari, the yeah. question is, okay. how do you How do you use your Javanese mother tongue in your work? Uh, well, saya saya selalu berusaha untuk memasukkan Jawa ke dalam bahasa Indonesia. So sekarang saya hanya mempunyai satu bahasa. I have only one language, bahasa Indonesia. It's a mixture of Javanese, English, and everything. That's that's my my language now, and and 
I think it's one of the reasons why I'm so popular. Why <laughs> so popular now? Uh, I tell you something very, very, you know, I'm proud of myself. It's okay. Uh, saya pernah pada satu malam when I launched my book, my novel, yeah, I have to sign five hundred books, you know, and they, they are all my, you know, five hundred books and one point nine. So many, so many people come to my uh, book launching at the time. And I was surprised, and and it has been published. Uh, has been uh, what is it? Republished. Yeah, republished. Mm, republished uh, many, many times. More than twenty times. Yes. Very, very popular. I don't know why. It has been changed into comics. It has been changed into uh, what is it? Films and and, and and everything. So Hujan Bulan Juni, which is a, a yes, June yes. rain, has been pub has has inspired, so it's a collection of poetry, uh, poems, I think one that Patsapardi is most famous for. It's been uh, turned into musical compositions, novels, uh, a film, um, I think also picture stories as well. And I think that, that encapsulates the idea that literature is technology. It's not the content, but it becomes a medium, becomes a tool. Now, in the final minute, that we have left, I just want to ask my final question to Pak Sapardi. We talk a lot about you and your work as a poet, as a writer, and your inspiration and your style. I want to know about the reader. Do you have an ideal reader in your mind when you are putting your work out there? Is there, is there an audience that you're thinking of? Do you have an ideal reader? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just write what I want to write and how to write. And well, it's up to you to, to, to read my, my, uh, my poetry, my novels, my short story, my uh, plays and that kind of thing. It's, it's up to you. But I think uh, just because of that, I'm not become well, perhaps the best. <laughs> <laughs> the best writer in the just because of that. Because, because I, lead, I don't have any special audience. When I write, I never think of that. I just write. Yeah, it's, it's up to you to read my, my book or not. Don't write for people, write for yourself, right? Write for yourself. Okay, guys, thank you so much for being such oh, a wonderful audience. A big round of applause for Pat Sapardi yeah. for coming here and sharing all his insights today.